Welcome to the In God She Trust podcast with your host, Kitri Cooper. Hello. It's just me today. It's just me. And we're not doing Romans 7. Um, I, It's been a while since I just, you know, got on here and just talked. So I just kind of felt like that was um, what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do is just get up on here and just talk. And I guess we'll just see where it goes. It's always an adventure with me, um, whether you like it or not. Um, it's always an adventure and it, it might be boring very rarely. Um, but you know, you never know what you're going to get. I don't even know what we're going to get into, but, um, you know, just some quick life updates because why not? Um, I am recording my last episode in my apartment I am moving out of my apartment, and so I'm going to be pretty busy these next couple weeks, so if I don't upload an episode or two, it's because I'm moving, and my best friend is getting married, and I'm maid of honor in her wedding, and there's lots of stuff, and then, you know, there, you know it, if... So just just be patient with me, so if, I, if I'm not on here for a week or two, um, or slightly longer... <laughs> I don't know. Just be patient with me. Um, I, I am going to be recording one with Jesslina and her husband. Um, and that one is going to be coming out next week. I'm going to try to get, you know, Romans 7 in because I love it. Um, but yeah, life has been insanely hectic and crazy. I mean, it's been really, really good. Um, uh, most of you know I'm a dance teacher. So um, I, um, I, for the last three weekends in a row have been dedicated to dance. We had two dance competitions back to back. And then the very next weekend was our dance recital. So we just finished, um, we just finished our dance season and I was so, so blessed with this season. Um, the Lord really gave us good parents and good kids. Um, we didn't have any problems. We had, we just have a lot of support from our families and, um, the turnout for the recital was great. Um, and, um, everyone loved it. It was, it was really awesome. And it's just really cool to see how many people just want to come and support, um, support a small business, but more importantly, support, you know, kids of the local community. So, um, it's great. It was our 32nd recital. My mom started the studio back in 1991 and she's, you know, it's been going strong ever since. And it's been, it's been awesome. I, I, uh, joined her, um, back in 2014. I, 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 I led my very first class when I was 18 years old. So I've been teaching, um, my own class and since classes, um, since I was 18. So, um, yeah, I've been in it for about a decade and I, I've slowly started, you know, buying into the business and, um, you know, co-owner with her. So it's been, it's been a blessing. It's a lot. I didn't realize how much goes into owning a small business and, you know, I didn't, I just, you know, over the years I'm like, wow, this is a lot. I can't believe she did this by herself, but it's also been a huge blessing and it, the, the families and the, the kids are amazing. We just have really amazing kids so I'm very, very blessed. I'm also very, very glad that it's over and I get a little bit of a break um, because life has been hectic. I've had to, you know, get my recertification for personal training because I'm also a personal trainer. I don't, I, I'm a kind of like a jack of all trades. I really am. I do a lot of things. I'm constantly busy. Um, but it, 
the last few weeks, like to be completely honest, my spiritual walk has taken a hit because I've been so tired and so busy that I've kind of like, I kind of brushed my spiritual walk off to the side. Not completely. I still read my Bible often throughout the week, but it wasn't an everyday thing. Like, like it used to be. And, um, you know, I didn't pray as much and I definitely, because I had back to back competitions and recitals and stuff like that, I wasn't able to go to church for three weeks. And I really noticed a difference in my spirit, in my soul, in my walk, in my mental health. I really noticed that everything was like starting to take a toll because, um, number one, stress, high, high levels of cortisol in my brain does not do well, but just because, um, you know, I would just read my Bible for, 10 minutes and then I'd be like, okay, I'm good. You know, and I just brushed it off to the side. It kind of became just like a chore. And I just noticed that my spirit just was empty. I was just feeling very depleted and, uh, you know, my flesh was coming back in ways I wasn't expecting it to. Um, and so I had to keep a very, very strong choke collar on my flesh. Um, just because I just, I wanted to revert back into like the old me who just cussed a lot was angry, wanted to like point fingers and blame people, wanted to get petty, you know, when, when stress happens, that kind of stuff. Um, so I just kind of had to keep a chokehold on that and just continue to just, um, as much as I could, I tried to like listen to worship music and stuff like that, but I definitely noticed a hit. And so this week has been good. I haven't had to teach super late at night and, um, I've, um, I've been able to like really dive into my word for like 45 minutes to an hour each night, which has been good and just pray and just seek after the Lord. And, um, it, I definitely feel rejuvenated <laughs> and I definitely feel like, um, my spirit man is stronger again. Um, my pastor says that we have like a spirit man inside of us and we have to feed him every day, you know? And so, I just, I definitely feel a lot better. And over the summer, I'm just really looking forward to just being in the word a ton and reading a lot of books, listening to a lot of sermons and just growing a lot spiritually. I had a ton of growth spiritually last, um, last summer. Um, and I'm really, I'm really wanting to just grow a lot more in my faith. Um, and you know, like recently the Lord has just kind of convicted me some more on some stuff and you know, I'm still still trying to be obedient. So, um, a few episodes back, I can't remember. It was early on in season in the, in season two, um, when Tasha was still on and we had talked about witchcraft and, um, in that episode and, and throughout a lot of episodes, I always say, if I ever like come become convicted of something and, um, figure out that I was wrong about something that I'll come on and, you know, let people know I was wrong about something or that the, the Lord convicted me of something that I, I will come on here and be like, yep, I'm convicted. So I'm going to do that right now. This is the first one. So back in that episode where we talked about witchcraft, um, I had said that like two of my favorite movies are Harry Potter and Hocus Pocus and they 100% are. Um, but a few months ago, um, it's actually been a little while since this has happened and I've actually like, this is going to sound really stupid. I've had to like grieve this. So, um, I, was a massive Harry Potter fan. I took the tests. I was a Hufflepuff. <laughs> you know, I read all of the books. I had all of the movies. 
I, you know, I, I absolutely loved Harry Potter and I still do. I, I love Harry Potter. Um, but the closer I've gotten to the Lord and the more that I have learned about witchcraft and all of this stuff, um, he convicted me on it and I did not obey right away. I'm going to be very honest. I did not obey. There was one night, um, I was praying. I said, Holy spirit, if there's anything in my home, you want me to get rid of, tell me what it is. And he said, go to, go to your movies and go to your movie shelf. And so I was, I got rid of a lot of movies. I got rid of twilight, my twilight series. I haven't watched that in years. So that was not sad for me. Um, by the way, those movies are terrible. I, I thought they were really good when they came out when I was like a teenager. I like watched them not too long ago and I was helping my sister like earlier in the summer, like clean her room or whatever. And she had it on Netflix. They're cringy, cringy. Okay. Anyways, that was a sidebar. I was like, they're nasty. Christian Stewart just looks like she has to poop and she's cold all the time. It's just so weird. <laughs> Anyways. And so, like, I threw out stuff like Twilight. I threw out movies I honestly forgot I had. I threw out, like, Magic Mike movies. Um, I threw out my Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Like, I'm being very transparent. Like, these are movies that the Lord was like, get rid of these. These, these should not be in your house. Um, I Honestly, they're movies I forgot I had, but they were there. And, you know, I was, I was throwing out a bunch of different stuff. And... I, it came to my Harry Potter series where I have the entire, I had the entire collection, all eight discs. And I knew he wanted me to throw it out. Um, but I kept it. <laughs> I threw out everything else but that. Um, because I was like, no, I don't think I was hearing God then. No way. You know, I'm, I'm not hearing him. You know, you know, Harry Potter is a good wizard, you know, and he's fighting evil and it's like light versus dark. So, you know, it's great. And so I threw out everything else. Um, and I just kind of heard the Holy Spirit go, okay. Okay. And so it was not immediate obedience, which is disobedience. Just so everyone is aware. Um, delayed obedience is disobedience. That is something that my parents always said. If like, you know, she, my, my mom never really believed in counting to three. She's like, cause that just gives your kid three more seconds to disobey you instead of an immediate thing. Um, so she's like, yeah, delayed obedience is disobedience. And that is, uh, that is biblical. Like you can see, um, parts of the Bible where they did not obey immediately and they were punished. I mean, look at Jonah. He, he did not obey. He actually ran away from it and he was swallowed up in the belly of the whale for three days. And then he was spit back up and he's like, okay, I'll obey now. You know, so, so, um, yeah, so I did not obey right away. And, um, and then I, I think it stayed on the shelf for like another month or so. Yeah. It stayed on the, on the shelf for another month or so. And I just kept it like it kept coming back to mind. It kept coming back to mind. And um, no, this was back in the fall. Excuse me. This was back in the fall. And then I was super excited because Hocus Pocus 2 was coming out. And I, like I said, I'm obsessed with Hocus Pocus. I absolutely love Hocus Pocus. Sisters, <laughs> we fly. I love it. Anyways, um, and so I was watching Hocus Pocus 2 and I had, you know, I was just, I was sitting on my couch and I was watching it 
And my spirit was definitely off the entire time I was watching Hocus Pocus 2. Number one, Sarah Jessica Parker's eyebrows. What was going on there? I mean, if y'all saw the, saw the movie, did you notice that like her eyeshadow blended into her eyebrows? It was weird. like, girl, they did those eyebrows dirty. Like, fire that makeup artist because that is a beautiful woman. And they gave her caterpillars that blended into the rest of her eye. It was it was blasphemy at the highest level as far as like makeup goes. I was disgusted. I was like, girl, what did they do with you? That makeup artist must have been new. Must have been a first day thing. I don't know what was going on, but it was a sin for sure. Anyways, um, so, and uh, something was definitely off of my spirit. And sometimes like I'm, when I'm still figuring out the Holy Spirit's voice, it takes me a little bit. I felt like he was prompting me to turn it off, but I didn't because um, I wasn't completely sure if it was him or not. And, but like in, in, in the movie, it was like, there were seances, there were spells, there was, there was like a legit seance in it where they made like the star and the circle and they sat in it and like conjured stuff like, and they conjured up like a dead witch from like 300 years ago. Just, it, it was very witchcrafty. I mean, duh, it's based around witches. And so, um, just something felt off about my spirit. And I'm very uh, aware that demons can attach themselves to something as stupid as a movie. And so, um, after the movie, I anointed my house with oil. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I did. It just didn't feel right. Um, you know, and then, um, and plus the movie just was not good. I'm sorry. It wasn't good. It was awful. Like y'all, it, no, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. Um, so anywho, coming back around to it, um, I just kept getting convicted about Harry Potter. And so I was like, Lord, you know, I'm not going to throw it away. I'll just like, I'll just give it away I'll, or I'll just sell it. I was like, it's a, it's an eight disc series. Um, you know, it's like worth some money. Maybe somebody else will want it. And I, as like, there was no doubt that this is what I heard in my spirit. He's like, oh, so you just want to give the spirit of witchcraft to somebody else. And I was like, oh, okay. I see what you mean. And so I grabbed my Harry Potter series and I th threw it away. I threw it away. And so I have been convicted that I don't get to watch Harry Potter anymore. And... I don't get to watch Hocus Pocus anymore. And this is going to sound very stupid. I was grieved over it. I really was. I lamented over the fact that two of my favorite movies or a series, um, I no longer get to partake in that. Um, I understand why I do. I understand spiritually why it just, but it doesn't mean that it sucks any less you know, but I want to be obedient. And I want to be faithful to God. So like in that episode, I had said like, I'm not convicted over it yet. Like I still watch it, but I'm not going to practice in, in witchcraft. I'm convicted of it now. And, um, if you are not convicted over Harry Potter or Hocus Pocus, that is, that's fine. I just want to point you back to scripture and what scripture says about, um, you know, about witchcraft and just to pray about it really pray about it, um, and follow, follow what the, the Lord imp uh, implements on your heart and do it, do it immediately. Right. Um, 
but some some scriptures that I want to go back to um you know Leviticus 20:27 20, says a man or a woman who is a medium or a spiritist among you must be put to death you are to stone them and their blood will be on their own heads so like it was a punishable crime by death right um and like in first chronicles Saul died number 1 because he was he was he was disobedient to the Lord and because he consulted a medium for guidance. So these are like some serious stuff. Um, in revelation, it talks about, um, it talks about this in revelation 18, 23 says the light of a lamp will never shine on you again. The voice of a bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. Your merchants were the world's important people by your magic spell. All nations were led astray. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot about it in First Samuel. And then in Leviticus 19.31, it says, Do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritists, for you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Um, Leviticus 26, 20, verse 6 says, I will set my face against anyone who turns to medium and spiritist to prostitute themselves by following them. I will cut them off from their people. Um, and in Revelations 21, 8, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, all of the liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So we might not be practicing witchcraft, but by like watching it, we are letting that darkness into our homes. Um, and the, the Bible is very clear to be watchful of what we ingest. And on what we hear, what we see. Um, because we are more spiritual beings than anything else. Um, before we are even physical beings, we are spiritual beings. And so there is more spiritual warfare going on and like more spiritual battles going on than we are even aware of, you know, and it's just... Um, it's one of those things that uh, like something as, as simple as a movie or a song or, you know, something of that sort um, can, can have dark spiritual attachments to them, demons attached to them. And we don't want that. I like, I, I don't want that in my life. I don't want that near, my family. I don't want that in my, my future family. I don't want that near my future husband. I don't want that in my kids. I don't want to open myself and my family up to, um, to spiritual warfare because I opened a door that I should have closed, um, or I shouldn't have even opened. Um, and so we have to make sure that we, we set our minds on the things above and there's, what is that verse? Oh, man. Let me look it up. Colossians. Colossians 3.12. And it says, Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, 
humility, gentleness, and patience. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against each other. So we're supposed to put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and bearing with one another. And then above in Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your minds on things above, not earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil, desire, and greed, which is idolatry. And so we are supposed to set our minds on things that are kingdom worthy, not earthly worthy, because the earth is Satan's kingdom. It is Satan's domain. And so we're not supposed to be of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. And so that is why I don't get to listen to, you know, watch Harry Potter or Hocus Pocus anymore. And that's okay. It's just a movie. They're just movies. There are better things out there that I can do than open myself up with, with that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah. And also I want, so I was listening to the basement. Y'all know it's one of my favorites. Okay. It's one of my favorites. And there was an episode with Jackie Hill Perry on it. And she, oh my gosh, she is amazing. I'm obsessed with her. (laughs) I really am. She did a fantastic job, but she was on and she was talking about like, um, you know, Beyonce and all of that stuff on how she was actually convicted that, um, not to listen to Beyonce because it's demonic, which I also agree with. Um, some people will disagree with that, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) so anyways, but in, in her episode, with with Tim Ross, she gave a um, a challenge, and it, I think it's a really good challenge. Um, and her challenge is to listen to only secular, no, excuse me, only um, Christian music for thirty days. Give up secular music completely for thirty days. And she's like, I don't care who you listen to. She goes, Hillsong, Bethel, whatever. She goes, listen to just worship and Christian music and completely take out secular music. And she goes, then see how your spirit changes. She's like, then you'll just see how your discernment just skyrockets. And I'm trying to find the video of it because it's it was really really good but i was trying to find the short for it but i just don't think i can i can find it but i'm going to start i'm going to take that um i'm going to take that challenge where i'm not going to listen to secular music for 30 days and it's going to be hard because i'm a personal trainer and um you know i put on a lot of secular music you know for people to to listen to but they're low key going to be listening to hip hop christian rap no joke that's what they're. What, that's what people are going to be listening to in my classes, and that's what I'm going to be listening to. I'm just going to be listening to Christian music, and and then you know, um, just going to go through my my music list, um, and delete what feels wrong in my spirit, because I want to guard my my eyes. I want to guard my gates, and I don't want to 
be listening to number one music is trash today y'all like have you heard some of this stuff like if you can't read the lyrics to yo grandma why are you listening to it you know what i mean (laughs) so like there's there's obviously like very obvious artists that i i refuse to listen to now like cardi b um megan the stallion i won't even listen to lizzo she drives me crazy she is a proponent for obesity and i do not appreciate it Um, I'm just not a proponent for anyone who's in an unhealthy lifestyle, whether you're anorexic or obese. I, I I don't support it either way. I support health, but not pushing a disease on people. I think it's gross and low key demonic. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take that challenge and I'm going to challenge y'all to, to take that challenge with me because why wouldn't we want to grow spiritually more? Right. But even if like you're just in the car and you're driving and you put on like a Christian song, like just notice how your body feels. Notice like your heart rate might slow. You might just feel a little bit more peace. And then if you put on, I don't know, say some like angsty emo music. I don't know. Just watch what happens. Your heart rate, your heart rate elevates. And then I guarantee you, you start speeding because it like instills like kind of anxiety it gets the heart rate up it kind of gets you pumped up and it kind of gets you jazzed and so it's just kind of like I don't know and I just I love listening to worship music because number one it it gives me that time to worship my God because we should always be in a constant state of worship because he is so worthy of it y'all um but don't get me wrong I love me some secular music I'm I love Britney Spears. Like I've been in on an OG Britney, Britney King. Oh baby, baby, right? Um, hit me, baby. That all that stuff. I love it. Okay, it's great stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm going to cut out secular music for the rest of my life. No, but I do believe that there are definitely some artists who are dabbling in demonic stuff, witchcraft, and that will transfer into their music. Y'all might call me crazy. But I, I am not for having demons attached. I, I don't, I'm not going to do it um, because it's real. And I, we have more power and authority in Christ over that stuff. But we have to use our discernment. The Holy Spirit gives us a gift of discernment. It is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit it is a gift of discernment. And I think it is the most important one. I know I talked about tongues a couple episodes ago. But like if y'all don't believe in tongues, you still saved. If you've confessed that Jesus is your Lord and you've given your life to him and you're submitted to him, y'all still saved. If you don't believe in speaking in tongues, I don't care. It It, it is not a, a, a thing to divide the church over or to divide believers in. If you think I'm crazy, that's fine. You can think I'm crazy. That's totally fine. If you think it's unbiblical and that was just for the for the apostles, that's fine. I believe differently. I believe that the Holy Spirit has shown me the truth about speaking and talk. I know he has showed me the, the, the truth about it, but like we can still be friends. We can still love each other. Oh my goodness. We can even go to church together. You know what I mean? So that's not speaking in tongues is not a huge like deal breaker. However, if you don't have discernment of the Holy Spirit, that's an issue. We have to get discernment of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times for me, Discernment of the Holy Spirit comes as a gut check. 
Um, or it kind of comes as like a little, mm, I don't feel right. Um, my pastor, Rick, um, Gijay, who is on with the speaking, <laughs> speaking in tongues when her husband, Rick says, usually the discernment of the Holy spirit is something that goes, mm, I don't know about that. Like mm, something feels weird. And I am coming to find out that that is so true. Um, unsaved people call it a gut feeling. Saved people know that the, dis- the Holy Spirit discerns a lot through the stomach because that's where your spirit is. It's kind of in that stomach region, right? And so um, there have been times where I've been in a situation or I've been talking to people and that Holy Spirit will be like, mm, don't you say nothing. They've got some 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 motives behind the, these questions that you're asking. Don't answer. Avoid these questions at all costs. And this was literally just like a few months ago. I was literally having a conversation and someone was just kind of asking some questions about my life and stuff like that. And the Holy Spirit went, don't answer that question. He's like, give a very vague answer, but there is some, some, some other motive that you don't know about. Didn't I, I listened to the Holy Spirit and everything worked out. Um, but um, if you don't have discernment of the Holy Spirit, I highly, I highly implore you to go deep into prayer, deep into prayer. And I would also say that maybe you're not spending enough time in the word. You're not spending enough time in prayer. Um, because the more you spend with him, the more you're going to know his voice and the more you're going to know the, the, the pushings of the Holy Spirit. Um, and that is it is imperative to your walk to have discernment of the Holy Spirit. It is what protects you. It's what guides you, what leads you. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a huge thing, y'all. And once again, like I said, and I, like I have said a million times on this podcast before, and I will say a billion times, you have to be in your word. Often, daily, if not daily, extremely often. Um, there was a study done. I can't exactly remember the study, um, but there was a study done on people who read their Bible um, and like how often they read their Bible. And um, there was there's a video on it that it, I came across Instagram and of course I didn't, you know, save it. Um, but they found that, you know, people who read their Bible just once a week don't notice a lot of change in themselves. And, um, then the, the people who read their Bible like two times a week, um, still didn't notice much of a change three times a week. There was a little change, but, not a ton, but there was some change. What, but what they noticed is people who read their Bible four times a day noticed um, a decent shift in, in, in their life. But people who read the, the Bible five days or more a week noticed significant change in their life, positive change. And it just goes to show that the more you spend in your word, the word gets in you and it changes you from the inside out. It changes your mental health. It changes how you view um, relationships. It changes, it, it changes you. 
the word of God is active. It is not passive. The, the Bible is the one book where when you read it, it reads you. And so, the Bible is also like uh, the umbilical cord, right? It keeps you connected to the nutrients. It keeps the blood flowing. Um, And we need to be connected with God at all times. We need that like spiritual umbilical cord, right? Um, Or you could also use like the analogy of like a phone charger. You need to be plugged in. You need to be constantly connected to your power source where you get your life from. Because as soon as you unplug your phone, it immediately starts dying. The battery immediately starts dying. As soon as you cut the umbilical cord, that baby immediately starts dying. And I know that sounds really gross, but as soon as we are born, we immediately start dying because we are spiritually dead. Um, But that mom, that umbilical cord is what tethered that mom to that baby. And everything that the mom had, it flowed into the baby. And so now that, that is no longer there. So that is the word of God and why that is so important. And I guarantee you, the more that you are in your word of God, the more you're going to be able to hear his voice clearly and the more you're going to have discernment of the Holy Spirit. I guarantee it. Try me on it. Test me. I like a good challenge. Prove me wrong. Read your Bible every single day, including the days that you go to church, every single day on your own for three months and come back and tell me that you have not seen change in your life. I dare you. I dare you. I double dog dare I triple dog dare you. Oh, wow. He bypassed the double dog dare and went straight to the king of all dares. The triple dog dare. Oh, no, double dog dare. No, it was triple dog dare. Wow. I need to watch the Christmas story again. Um, so anyways, I dare you. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Just watch how it transforms your life for the better. Just watch. And so... You know, and if you want to do that, um, the, the, the secular music 30 day fast with me, let's do it y'all. I mean, I'm not kidding. Let's do it. And let's just see how we grow spiritually. This is what this podcast is about. I am never going to claim to be perfect clearly because I literally just told y'all that I cried over Harry Potter and Hocus Pocus and I didn't obey God the first time. I'm honest. I am not perfect. I am a broken being, but I am 100% honest about the fact that I am broken and I need Jesus. And I'm just doing my best in life to be a disciple of him, to follow him. And so just be on this journey with me. Let's give each other grace. Let's give each other a little bit of mercy because, you know, everyone wants to cancel everybody these days. But we're, if we're not growing spiritually, we're dying spiritually. If we are not growing spiritually, we are dying. And I'm not one to just stay the same. I'm not. That's not how I was raised. So we need to make sure that we're constantly growing. And if I don't listen to Britney Spears and 
Tupac for 30 days, like, and it, but I, but I can hear my Lord more clearly and I get closer to him. It's worth it to me. And that's really weird that I just said Tupac because I don't listen to Tupac, but that is the only like artist that came to mind. I don't know if y'all are like Tupac fans. That's cool. But like, I've literally, I do not listen to Tupac. (laughs) So that's really weird that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, if I don't listen to Britney Spears and Tupac, I don't listen to Tupac. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> so that was weird. Anywho. So yeah. Um, let's just grow and see. Let, let, let's see what's, let's see what works. Let's just grow spiritually together. Um, and then there was one thing that I know that the Lord had placed on my heart to talk about. And. So in this, in this world, everything is, is upside down and bass backwards. I don't, is that, that's not a bad word, is it? Bass backwards. I don't, I don't think it is. I don't know. Backwards, whatever. Um, but everything is upside down and backwards. Every, everything is flipped on its head. And, um, there is a passage in scripture. So I've been going through Luke and there's a passage in scripture um, that just kind of came to my attention and it's just slightly different in Luke than it is in Matthew. But I want to, I want to go to it and I want to talk about it. Um, So I want everyone to go to, go with me to Matthew five. We're going to go to Matthew five. And we are going to talk about the Beatitudes and I don't know how long this is going to take, but we're just going to go through it on our own. Um, this is the very start of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, the biggest sermon and the best sermon ever given on earth, period. It says, when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, Then he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Or in um, the New Living Translation, it says, God blesses those who are poor. And realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses. uh, Hold on. I need to find a version that I actually like here. Give me a second. There we go. New King James Version. Kicking it slightly old school. Not as old school as King James Version. But slightly old school. Okay. Starting over. Starting over. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on the mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for for righteousness' sake, 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I really feel in my spirit, and I say this not to instill fear, but um, warning, there's a storm coming. And we are seeing it become more and more apparent. There is a storm coming, and Satan is not hiding. He is out and about, and his plan is fully in action. And his agenda is fully being pushed. And I'm not talking about a specific agenda. Do not get me wrong here. I am just saying his demonic agenda for the downfall of earth is 100% being pushed and is in full swing right now. I believe we are close to seeing the second coming of our Lord. Um. But in that, in his second coming, we see things getting darker and darker on earth. And so I want to give some encouragement. And I want to do that in the form of the Beatitudes and just to kind of go through this. So it says, blessed are the poor in spirit for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So first off, let me back up a little bit. Beatitude means supreme blessedness. And every single time it says blessed, 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 or blessed. I don't know if it's blessed or blessed. Whichever one you read it as, read it. But blessed um, or blessing or blessed means divine favor or um, holding on to an attitude of divine joy and perfect happiness. And so every time it says blessing or blessed... I think it means divine favor to those who are poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So poor in spirit, that's, that's clearly not meaning like poor money wise. It's poor spiritually. And it recognizes like for for poor in spirit, it's us recognizing how much we need God in the new living translation. It literally says blessed God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. That's literally what, like, the the poor in spirit for Greek literally means, like, realize their need for him spiritually. And so if you recognize your need for God, not just when you need something from him, but your need for him constantly in the good times, in the bad, in the joy and in the sadness, in the strength and in the weakness, in the trials and in the triumph, you need him at all times. He is calling you blessed. And he wants to give you that divine favor, that blessing to those who realize their need for him. And then it goes on to say, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Well, a lot of us mourn. A lot of us do. We mourn. Mourn our 
mourning mourn the death of a family member, mourn the de- the loss of a job, mourn you know. There's a lot of mourning. So what are we supposed to mourn? And I and it's it, it's mourning our sin. It's mourning how broken we are, how how evil we can be. That is what we are supposed to mourn is recognizing our own flaws and our own sin because he will comfort us. How will he comfort us? By giving us salvation and forgiveness and freedom. That is how he will give us comfort. And then it goes into, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And I always hated the word meek because I always attributed it to being weak, right? Just, oh, just very kind and quiet and just, oh, yeah, you can do whatever. I'm just not going to be, you know. And um, that's not what it means. And I came across a really good video of Jordan Peterson when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast in 2018, It's episode 1070. You can listen to it. I'm going to play a little excerpt of it here on what it actually means in the Greek, the word meek. So go ahead and we're going to listen to that. I I read this New Testament line, well, decades ago, and I I can never understand it. It's the line is, the meek shall inherit the earth. And I thought, there's something wrong with that, that line. It just doesn't make sense to me. Meek just doesn't seem to me to be a moral virtue. And so... I did a series of biblical lectures this year, like 15 of them, and that was also a weird little experience that we can talk about. But I was looking through the, these, these sayings, these maxims, and that was one of them, the meek shall inherit the earth. But a good translation, or the word has moved in the 300 years or so, 300 years or so since it was translated. What it means is this. Those who have swords and know how to use them, but keep them sheathed, will inherit the world. And that's another thing I've been telling. Yeah, no kidding. That's, that's a lot a different. Big difference. That's a big difference. It's so great. And so, like one of the things I tell young men, well, and young women as well, but the young men really need to hear this more. I think is that you should be a monster. You know, because everyone says, well, you should be harmless, virtuous. You shouldn't do anyone any harm. You should sheath your competitive instinct. You shouldn't try to win. You know, you you don't want to be too aggressive. You don't want to be too assertive. You want to take a back seat and all of that. It's like no. Wrong. You should be a monster, an absolute monster, and then you should learn how to control it. Do you know the expression, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war? Right, right, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly right. So when I tell young men that, they think, well, lots of them are competitive. They're low in agreeableness, you know, because that's part of being competitive temperamentally. It's like, is there something wrong with being competitive? There's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with cheating. There's something wrong with being a tyrant. There's something wrong with winning unfairly. All of those things are bad, but you don't want people to win? What's the difference between trying to win and striving? You want to eradicate striving? Well, it's the uncomfortable feeling that people associate with losing. When they've personally experienced it, they look at losing as they've, they've been oppressed or they've been hurt. But what they don't understand is... So I thought that was a really, really good explanation of what being meek means. It essentially means power under submission or strength under submission. And that is exactly who Christ was. 
He could have snapped a finger and in an instant just obliterated the world if he wanted to, but he didn't. He came to save everyone and he came to give love and grace and mercy and forgiveness. And so I love that. So blessed are those who know how to use a sword, but keep it sheathed. I, I, that completely changes the outcome of that for me. My, my uh, Christian standard Bible says, blessed are the humble. And I just think now meek just has a, 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 a deeper impact than, than I, had, I had seen it before. And then it goes on. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Hunger and thirst once again requires a deep need. Like we've all been hungry. We've all been thirsty. It is our body telling us you need food to survive. You need water to survive. Well, Christ is the the bread of life. He is the living water. And so when we are constantly having that driving passion for righteousness, righteousness is Christ because he was perfect. So when we are constantly striving for hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be filled. He will give us the bread of life. He will give us the living water that we need. So that could be like, blessed are those who passionately long to be like Christ or for him, for he will give you what you need. Then it goes into saying, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. We have to give what we get. We were given such great mercy with the blood of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus that we have to show that mercy. Mercy is is not giving someone something that they deserve to get. And so mercy can be Showing someone forgiveness, kindness, um, compassion, gentleness towards people. Even if they don't necessarily deserve it because we didn't deserve it either. And I love this next one. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they will see God. How do we make our hearts pure? You can't work for it. You can't wash it out with a wash rag. That's what I used to think when I was three. Um, I used to tell people that Jesus came in and, and scrubbed my heart clean with a rag. I literally told people that. I think it's cute. Um, but we can't work for it. We are made pure in heart by having Christ come into ours. By giving him our life. By laying our life down. And following him, not just accepting him as savior, but accepting him as Lord, dying to ourselves and letting him change us from the inside out. It's an inward act. It's a complete change of heart. And that is what God is after. He's after the heart. He purifies us. He gives us that clean white slate. The next one says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons of God. 
a lot of times also peace just, you know, you, you just don't disagree with anyone. You just be nice to everyone. You just kind to everyone. But in order to have peace, you have to have difficult conversations. Think about it. Why is it that we have never had nuclear war ever on earth amongst the countries, amongst Russia, United States, North Korea, all of that stuff? Why is it that no one has ever dropped nuclear bombs and just decided to just start a nuclear war? It's because we had to have peace talks. We had to have people who didn't like each other get in a room with some ambassadors and some mediators, and we had to sit down and find peace. Doesn't mean we always agree with everything, but in order to have peace, you have to have those hard conversations. It does not mean roll over and be a doormat. Sometimes keeping peace means standing up and having a backbone. I have to, I want to say something, but I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till the end. And then it goes on. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. We will be persecuted because of who we follow and who we revere as king. Righteousness is Christ. So blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom, guys. It's it. This is all about the kingdom. It's not about just going to a nice place when we die. It's about the kingdom of God. Because we're, heaven is going to pass away. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, and the kingdom of God is going to come. He is going to recreate everything, and the kingdom of heaven is going to come. And it says, blessed, divine favor to those who are persecuted because of righteousness. We're going to be persecuted because of who we follow. And let me make this very clear. Someone telling you that Christians are stupid in a comment on TikTok is not persecution. It's not persecution. We are so coddled in the United States. It is stupid. It's so dumb. Somebody saying, oh, Christians are me. You get your Christians. You believe in your sky daddy. That's not persecution. That's just somebody with a stupid mouth. Like that is not persecution. You want to see persecution? Look at third world countries where it is illegal to have a Bible. In China, you cannot own a Bible. There are people in China in underground churches that will be thrown into prison if they are caught with a Bible or worshiping Jesus or having a church service about Jesus. There are people who have, in, in other parts of the world where it is very illegal to, to believe in Christ, to the point where if you do not renounce Christ as Lord, they will kill you. They, will, they have literally beheaded people for believing in God. And believing in Jesus. That is persecution. Some comments on TikTok or Instagram is not persecution. 
the, the ignore the stupid thumb warriors, the little keyboard warriors. That's not persecution. Some of the disciples were crucified upside down. They were beheaded. Some were um, literally sawn in half. Some were ripped apart, drawn and quartered. There's been so many horrible things. But we are going to be persecuted. There's going to come a time where Christians are going to be pushed out of this world and we might have to live off of farmers, you know, because... Because we won't take the mark of the... There's going to be severe persecution against Christians, but comments on TikTok ain't it, fam. It ain't it. But every single one of these beatitudes go against what the world says. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Everything everything is about overabundance, right? We don't want to mourn. We won't. We don't want to be sad. We always want to be happy. Do what makes you happy. Just do you. Just constantly. Just do what makes you happy. 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 Happiness is circumstantial, but joy in the Lord is eternal. And we don't want pe- we don't want people who are meek or humble. We want we want people who are look at me. Look at what I can do. We're always about just like put yourself out there and and draw attention to yourself. I, the, that's what the world says. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. It is not cool to be a Christian in the world. It's not. People think it's stupid. They make fun of Christians. They belittle Christians. They attack Christians. Um, they make fun of Christians. Christians are murdered. It is not cool to thirst for righteousness and want to be made holy. Because holiness points out the holes in our, in our life. And people don't want that. We want to be able to do what we want to do, say what we want to say, all the things. But righteousness makes us have to give up some of that stuff. And that's just not cool to most people. Blessed are the merciful. It's always about revenge, it seems like nowadays. Cutting people out of your life, cancel culture, unforgiveness. That's what the world pushes and once again pure in heart that's not how the world sees it the world just do whatever makes your heart happy well the heart is the most deceptive part of the body it says that in second timothy so without christ our heart will lead us astray with christ we get a pure heart where he takes that heart of stone and puts in a heart of flesh and he gives us his heart Peacemakers, we are not about peace, especially in the United States. Us in the United States, we love violence. We love violence in the United States. I think actually just the whole world loves violence. But we don't really like peace. We want to be able to be mad and shake a fist and grab our pitchforks and, you know, that's what the world pushes. So the Beatitudes goes against Everything the world pushes. But the Beatitudes, I believe, have been interpreted wrong, which have forced Christians to become weak. Weak with a W. We have allowed ourselves to be bullied into silence. 
Christians have been bullied. We have in the United States. We haven't been persecuted, but we've been bullied. That's for darn sure. Don't, don't force your religion down our throat. Keep your religion off our bodies. Not everyone believes in your God. Um, and some Christians have done stuff in the name of Christ that have screwed things up for people as far as actual good Christians. That I'm not denying that Christians have done stupid and disgusting, hateful things to people in the past. I am not denying that. But Christians have allowed ourselves to be bullied into submission to the world again. And it is time that Christians find our backbone again. So the, you know, the word beatitude means supreme blessingness, but I always thought of it as the be attitudes. Like these are the attitudes you should take, right? And I know that might be silly. But recognize your need for God. Mourn your sin. Be grieved over it. Repent over your sin. And repent means to turn away. Be meek. Be be power under submission. Submission to who? Christ. God. Be strength under submission. Know how to use a sword, which means you need to be a warrior. But know when to use that. Hunger after God, hunger for righteousness, hunger for truth. Everyone has truth. You have your truth, my truth. You know, your truth is different than my truth. No, there is only one truth, and that is Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not the way, whatever truth you want to believe, and the life. Or the partial truth. He is the truth. There is only one truth, and that is him. I have goosebumps everywhere. I feel the Holy Spirit's presence. Show mercy. Be merciful. Christians can just as easily fall into the trap of cancel culture. We do all the time. Just look, 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 not too, not too long ago at Pastor Mike Todd and his Easter service and, and, uh, Tim Ross for his stripper comment and um, most some people don't like T.D. Jakes and some people don't like Bethel and some people don't like Hillsong and we want to cancel them. Don't fall for that crap, you guys. Don't fall for that cancel culture. If you have a problem with someone, you just don't watch it. You just don't listen to it. You don't let your family around it. Now, if they for real, for real are being like teaching some false stuff, of course, stand up for it. But like some... Some pastors say one wrong thing or you don't understand the context of it or there's a short on Instagram about it that takes it completely out of context and you all of a sudden are up in arms, but you didn't understand the context of it and people want to cancel it. Christians are just as bad with cancel culture. Don't fall for that crap. Don't involve yourself in that. You're better than that. We're better than that, you guys. There is a time and a place to actually fight against false prophets and false teachings. And I, I'm not saying that, you know, the, the, you know, those people that I just mentioned or whatever are perfect. They're not. They're fallen human beings. But, oh, my gosh, do not jump on the cancel culture wagon so quickly. Show forgiveness. Forgive your dad. Forgive your mom. 
Forgive your friend. Forgive people because you have been given forgiveness. And it says in Matthew that if you don't forgive, the Lord will not forgive you. And it also says, says the same thing for, for mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. If You have to show mercy. Give what you have been given. Be pure in heart. Allow Christ to come into your heart and change it and renew it and give you a different heart, not one of stone, but one of flesh, one that is pure because you have sought after righteousness. Seek after peace, but stand up. Have those hard conversations. Speak the truth. And if you're persecuted because of righteousness, it says that when you, you are blessed when they insult you and persecute you and falsely say every kind of evil against you because of me. It says, be glad and rejoice because your reward is great in heaven. We have got to stop being so 80 years minded in the United States or, or anywhere to, for that matter. We are so earthly minded where we just focus on living here for these 80 to 100 years that we forget that everything we do on this earth is setting us up for the kingdom of God. What we build on earth spiritually will be built in heaven if it is according to God's word and his kingdom. Stop focusing on the 80 years you have here and just living in comfortability here because comfortability here could mean death spiritually in the kingdom of God. It says life is but a vapor, less than a vapor. And so the spiritual choices we make today, the choices we make today, the things that we decide to do and say and believe are setting us up for eternity. And so I, that's why I don't care if I don't get to, list, to, to watch Harry Potter anymore. I don't care if I don't get to watch Hocus Pocus. I don't care if I don't wa- get to, to listen to Beyonce or Tupac, who I don't actually listen to. I don't care because that is not what matters. That instant gratification on earth means nothing to the delayed gl- gratification of being able to sit next to my Lord in the kingdom of heaven. He is what matters. Christ is what matters. The good things, the virtuous things, the things of the Holy Spirit, that is what matters. So I don't care about Harry Potter. I don't care about secular music. Whatever my Lord wants me to lay down, I will obey. It, I, I will still fail. I'm not going to obey right away. You saw me do that with with the Harry Potter thing. I'm still going to fail, and I'm going to have to come and ask him once again for forgiveness. But I want to build the kingdom of God. And this might sound weird, but I would like a great reward in heaven. I would like a huge crown in heaven so I can take that crown off and lay it at his feet and set everything I did, I did for you because you are worthy. The rewards on earth are cheap. 
where the moss the moth will eat and the rust will destroy. Build up things in the kingdom of heaven. What verse is that? I pretty much just quoted it word for word, but I cannot remember the address. I'm looking it up. It's going to drive me nuts. Matthew's, it's Matthew. Of course it's Matthew. Of course it's in Matthew. Y'all, Matthew just, Matthew is, is amazing. We're going to read it together. We're going to read it together. Matthew 6, 19. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also. The things of this world do not matter. The riches of this world won't matter. Your, your, your Gucci bag doesn't matter. Fendi doesn't matter. Your retirement plan doesn't really matter. I mean, you need a retirement plan, okay? Leave wealth for your children too. But like having power on earth means nothing. Do not fall for the trap of Satan that he is laying before you to fall into the snares of this world. It's not worth it. Because every single attitude that this world has taken on is one of selfishness, evil, sin, and decay. But all of the B attitudes, or like I like to say, the B attitude, is everything that is going to build up and store treasures for us in heaven because it is for the one who is worthy, for the only one who is worthy. But because he is so good and gracious, he will reward you. He is faithful. And in his kingdom, there will be no sadness. There will be no sickness. There will be no death. And then I know that's very, very hard for us to wrap our brains around. But my king is the only king. He is the only one who is worthy for anyone to lay our crowns at his feet. It says in the in the in scriptures that there are angels around the throne of God that are just constantly singing holy 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 is the Lord God almighty. And it's not just him to get his ego stroked it is because in his presence the angels are so in awe of his power and his goodness that they just can't help themselves. And so there is 24/7 constant Worship around the throne of God because he is so awesome. The Lord is so good, you guys. And I love him so much. And I'm not trying to sound religious whatsoever. Because I am... I'm not. But because he saved me from so much, 
I love him so much. I think that's also that I think there was something in Luke that I read where he was Christ. Um, it was about like the the lady who was um, had the the alabaster perfume, and she was wiping his his feet with it and crying. And it literally says, like, because she, like, realized what she had been saved from is, like, why she is doing all of this. I want to find it. I really do. I want to find it. Yes, it's right here. In Luke 7. It says, in Luke seven forty seven. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. That That's why she loved much. And that's why I just, I love, I love him. Because I was forgiven of so much, so I love him so much. So, that is my little encouragement to you all. And um, I hope you guys have a blessed day. Just focus on, on things above, not things here. Focus on Jesus. Focus on righteousness. Focus on him. Be in your word. Follow after him and pray. Until next time. See you later.